Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secured Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details. Ernest, listen up. When people all around the world first started going out protesting this summer, you'd hear it over and over. This time is different. But how? And who are the people trying to make it different? In Gimlet's new podcast, Resistance, host Saeed Tijan Thomas Jr. brings us stories from the front lines of the movement for black lives told by the generation fighting for the change. It's a show about people refusing to accept things as they are and how we can make sure this time really is different. Resistance is out now. Follow and listen for free on Spotify. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. Oh, that's how you doing it there now? Got the that's what we're doing now? That's stupid, son. <laughs> that's, that's how we giving it up now, bro? Well, Hollywood. Hi, bro. <laughs> I'm getting old. My eyes getting bad, man. 
I like the red backdrop. Oh, the, those those prescription glasses. Yeah, I got a, a, a light script in them. Okay. I be um, you know, I be in front of these computer monitors all day, man. So um, eighteen years sitting in front of a desk and looking at computers is kind of like hurt your eyes at some point, you know. Yeah, I feel you on that, man. I think I'm about to get reading glasses, man. <laughs> yeah, these these are my good um. I got scripts on these and I got scripts on my other one. But yeah, man, we here, man. Let's let's do it, man. So yeah, we were just telling the people we was in Atlanta, we came back and we had to actually move our flight up just to actually make this happen because we had to make this happen. No, no, no way around it. Um so I just get Atlanta's different, yo. <laughs> <laughs> we forgot to shout out MG. He was out there with us one yeah, day. Yeah, shout out to Matt. He came through for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had to pull up for 12 hours real quick, you know. Um it was a good look out there, but Atlanta's different, man. It's like nothing happened. Like COVID doesn't even exist in Wakanda. It's like a force field <laughs> out there, man. It's like a, not a mask in sight, except for people who come from up north. Hey, yo, Matt, we got a funny story. We're going to tell you after, but um, the, the place we went after we, we ate came up in an interview we recently did. Yeah. Really? In a recent one? Like yeah. The one we shot yesterday, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a big one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That, that, that arguably, that arguably might be our our, our biggest episode to date. Um, well, yeah, that I think I think that's going to go viral. Prepare viral. yourself. There's a good chance. Good chance. A good chance of that going viral. Man. Real good chance. You know, we forgot to shout Mr. Leon Howard. Shout out to Wall Street Trapper. Yo, he was with us. Shout over. out to Trapper, man. Nothing but love for the guy Trap, man. Atlanta. Now everybody's in Atlanta right now, man. It's no place like Atlanta right now. Atlanta. I can't front. Atlanta got it. And I, I, I love New York, but he's trying to leave us. Atlanta got it right now. <laughs> he's trying to leave us. Atlanta got it, definitely. New York is dead, unfortunately. <laughs> New York is dead. New York is dead, yo. Yo, Atlanta at night is like the city last year. You know what I'm saying? Right now, New York, you go on, you go on the city, man. It's terrible, man. <laughs> Somebody said, this is live, live. Yeah, this is live. This is actually happening right now. Currently. Yeah, no, this is live. This is currently happening. We so, just we just read what you said. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, man, Matt, Matt is just a, a brilliant dude. You know, everybody, I've told the story a million times. I have to tell the story again, but we did the last episode um two weeks ago, a week ago, uh, uh 104, episode 104. If you haven't watched EYL 104 yet, you're doing mm-hmm. yourself a tremendous mm-hmm. service. A bunch of bunch of gems, all the clips on Instagram went crazy viral. And um, if you ever DM Matt, you know, he's not the best. He's great as far as the information that he gives, but he's not the best as far as answering his DMs. He's, he's overwhelmed. He's overwhelmed. I'm going to spit out my Red Bull, son. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that one. <laughs> so Matt, Matt's not the best when it comes to answering DMs. So it was just chatting. He was like, yo, people got so and, and he just dropped his encyclopedia. Ooh. We're going to talk about that, the whole Whoa. live blueprint. So it's like, Whoa. yo, the follow-up episode, we usually we do like an Instagram live or something. We're like, why don't we just do a YouTube live, like seminar, webinar? Well, really, it's just a, really a, just a question and answer because it's like, I'm sure a lot of people have the same questions to stuff as opposed to like people sending a bunch of messages that have a very low percentage of <laughs> getting answered. Very <laughs> low. Do something The conversion rate is low? It's very <laughs> low. We could do something. We could do something, something live for about an hour. Um, answer questions. We got EYL University members on the Zoom, and then we got YouTube, obviously, um, just on on the YouTube checking. And um, yeah, that way we can kill two birds with one stone. We can um, recap the episode and answer questions that people may have from that. 
And then we can also, um, if people have questions about the, like I said, the encyclopedia that you just brought, we'll talk about that in a little bit. And um, yeah, just try to just give people some information. Because as I said before, the thing about home, buying a home, it's kind of like buying a car, same thing, but it's a bigger purchase than buying a car is that there's no real, they don't teach you how to do it, right? You mm-hmm. would think that, that like, that's something that should be mandatory to be taught in school. Like, how do you buy a home? Because even like, I'm thinking like, all right, you know, buying a home is easy until I'm talking to Matt. And then he's explaining all these programs and these bank statement loans and foreign national loans and the interest rates and the refis and how you can do this and it's, mortgage, it's mortgage, mortgage contingency dates. And it's like, it's so much stuff. Who, who, who really understands all this stuff? Unless you actually work in the real estate field as a, like a, a broker or something like that. Like the average person stands no chance. So what ends up happening is that they just get a, a real estate agent or a mortgage broker and, they just go with whatever they, they so, tell them. Yo, bro, I, I, I have a home. And I would say, and I took the course. Shout out to you, man. Um, Shout out to you for taking the course. 85% of the stuff, I had no idea. And I'm like, damn, I could have saved so much money. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, so exactly what Shadi's saying is, even if you have a home, there's still so much that we don't know and that we can still probably benefit from. Yeah, so and somebody said that in YouTube there, an EYL member, how they get Zoom access. So on the Facebook, it was email, but if you just go to Facebook, our Facebook group, it's in there. It's in the Facebook group right now. And Ramon, I saw what you put. We are live. You're here with us. Yeah, so we're going to answer questions. We're going to answer questions and we're going to open it up to EYL, you, and everybody. So feel free to answer questions. But I'll start off with one question for myself. So um, mortgage contingency date. What is, what is that? Is a mortgage, mortgage contingency date? Good question. So, um, first, um, first and foremost, thank you for, um, again, having me on the platform, man. I, I really love what you guys are doing, um, with your, with your platform and just educating the community on something that I love and I'm passionate about, which is real estate financing and real estate. So, um, mortgage contingency dates, right? There's several dates that's in your contract. And, um, there's first, before I go into there, there's states that are non-attorney states, and there are states that are attorney states, right? So New York is considered an attorney state. Um, states like Georgia is considered a non-attorney state. So when you sign in a contract in the state of Georgia, the real estate agent is the one who's going over the contract. Well, the offer is pretty much the contract, right? And then when the seller signs it, they accept it. Now you're in a binding contract. So there's there's dates that you have to know. And that's one of the main reasons why I highlighted the purchase agreement in the course, in the blueprint, in the Home Buyers Blueprint Volume 1, is because a lot of folks, <clears throat> um, anybody could be a real estate agent, right? But doesn't mean they understand the law and they understand what people are signing to. And there's a lot of times people are signing contracts and the realtors are not explaining to them certain dates have to be met by a certain time and people getting themselves jammed up or putting themselves into contracts that have unrealistic dates. Now, the mortgage contingency date is probably the most important in the contract because that basically states that you have to have a loan commitment by a certain period of time. And if you don't have that loan commitment by a certain period of time, you could be in breach of your contract. once you get a loan commitment, right, and you produce that to your attorney or the realtors and they produce it to the seller, then that means you're locked into that deal. Now you can't back out, right? So there's a lot to unpack in that. And I kind of go through, you know, in, in deep details in the blueprint about this of how <coughs> the mortgage contingency date can either be your friend or it could be your enemy. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't, let's just say, for example, 
on what's today, October 22nd. Let's just say your mortgage contingency date was November 1st, for example. If you know you can't meet that mortgage contingency date, a week before that, you need to be asking for an extension to give you more time. Because if you let that date pass and you don't say nothing, the sellers can technically kill the deal and keep your money, right? But let's just say on the flip side, you do get approved for a loan and it's before the mortgage contingency date. And when you get approved for the loan, you need to read the loan commitment to make sure that you can um, provide the lender with the information, the conditions that they are asking for, right? Because if you can't provide that um, conditions to your lender and clear those conditions, most importantly, and you produce that commitment to the seller side, you just locked yourself into the deal. And there's no way of getting your money back unless the sellers are just going to be nice and let you go. And in this market, sellers are not playing around because home prices are skyrocketing. Homes are flying off the roof. I mean, there was a report that was released today um, by the National Association of Realtors are saying how September was like one of the biggest months ever, right, for home sales. Um, Oh, there's a lot happening that's in the seller's favor right now. And they're not trying to play no games with, with, with these buyers out here who are who are uh, not serious about purchasing the property because now you're tying them up. So it's very important if anybody's out here, especially in non-attorney states, especially, understand the, the mortgage contingency date and, and make sure you have enough time to meet that date. Make sure you speak to your lender, your loan officer, and let them know, hey, my mortgage contingency date is November 1st. Do you think we have enough time to get a loan commitment? And the reason why I'm stressing this is the mortgage industry is on fire right now. They're predicting right now that the mortgage industry is going to do $3.1 trillion in originations in 2020, right? That is the second largest origination year in U.S. history right behind 2003. I don't think you guys really understand what I'm trying to tell you right now. That means it's busy as hell. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Lenders are backed up across the board. It's too many. It's more loans than bodies to process and underwrite these loans. So turnaround times are delayed across the board. So you need to ensure that your lender um, has the capacity, number one. And number two, they can meet these dates. Because if you don't meet these mortgage contingency dates, you can be putting yourself in a bad position. Man, so I don't meet the date, let's say. I don't meet the date, but I do file for the extension. How long is my extension? And am I granted that once? Is that a one-time thing? It depends, bro. In all honesty, it depends on the deal. It depends on the seller. It depends on the negotiation tactics of the lawyers involved or the realtors involved. I mean, typically, I would say in New York, they'll give you a little bit more time because New York is a little bit more lax when it comes to closing dates and contingency dates than other states. Um, New York, you can probably get another two weeks, three weeks if you need it. If you have good reason and the sellers are okay with it and they're that you want to get approved, then you know you could probably get two, three more weeks to, to get a long commitment. But in states like Georgia, Florida, bro, they don't give a damn. They be like, yo, you got five days by 5 p.m. next Friday. If you don't got it, we're keeping your money, deal is dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it's crazy, bro. So you got to just make sure that you just your, you and your lender are on the same team. And so, on the same page. So we got the mortgage contingency date, but there's also an appraisal contingency date too, right? Yeah. So you you some contracts will have due diligence periods, right? So in a due diligence period, you have to um, get certain things done within that time. And it can be a various of different things, right? The due diligence period can include getting your home inspection. They might 
want you to have your loan, you, um, you complete a loan application, apply for a loan by a certain time. Um, but uh, really with a mortgage, um, an appraisal contingency, what I've seen in contracts is basically stating that if your home, let's just say you get into contract, right? We're in bidding wars across the country. So let's just say you're looking for a house, the list price was 500, but you overbid it because you want, you love the house and you want to win. And let's just say you, you put in a bid for 550. Check to see if there's appraisal con, um, contingency, because if there's appraisal contingency and if the seller is saying, we don't care what the house appraises for, you still have to buy my house, right? You could be locking yourself into another deal as well, because in, in, in these appraisal contingencies, the seller can say, well, you offered 550. I want 550. If the house comes in for 500, we're not killing the deal. You have to come to the table with that extra 50K. So it's very important when you're reading your contract to make sure there's no language like that in the appraisal contingency sections that can jam you in, especially when you overbid. Because like here in New York, I'm starting to see more of that where folks are just bidding 20,000, 30,000, 50,000 above asking, but they're using it as a strategy, right? And this could be a good strategy, <clears throat> bid, overbid, win the offer. And when the appraisal comes, try to negotiate back down to the lower price. But if you got that appraisal contingency in there, and the language states that it doesn't matter what that value came in from the appraiser, then you can lock yourself into a deal. Yeah, that's that's a golden nugget right there because that could potentially save from fifty to hundred thousand. Right, you you bid on a house at six hundred, it comes back at five. You got to pay that six. It's in it's in the contract. Yeah, if you if you're in YouTube or if you're in Zoom, if you if you never heard that before, put a one in the chat because that's something like appraisal contingency plan. Like I said, there's so much stuff for buying a home. Like even if you're highly educated. I didn't, I never knew that. Yeah, no clue. So look, so I want to take a quick, quick comment that aid, aid in the, in the YouTube comment said, he said, appraisal contingencies are so rare. Inspection contingencies are more common. He is correct, but they're only rare because people don't know about them. And a lot of realtors, you got to think about it. Every, anybody could be a licensed realtor. Anybody can do a deal. If they're not savvy enough, they're not going to know about this. You know what I'm saying? But if you dealing with sharks, you know, a shark attorney, a shark list, they know about appraisal contingencies and they will have it in there because they know you're just open bidding on purpose and they want to make sure, remember their duty, their fiduciary duty is for the seller, not you. You know what I'm saying? So the sharks know about this and they are putting this in contracts now. So it is rare, but it does happen. Matt, you good? You got a touch of COVID? See like a little nasal. In the cough a little. Nah, I got no touch of COVID. Slight <laughs> touch of COVID. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> nah, nah. I thought you started sweating. You know the sleep Damn, bro. Got <laughs> a touch of COVID. <laughs> that looks like he's about to go do a computer. Yeah, man. Somewhere. We need you. We need you out here. Yeah, we need you, bro. We need you. We need you. What, yo, what are they talking about, Tooks? I sound crazy right now. <laughs> nah, nah, you look good. Nah, you sound good. You look good, man. Don't do that. <laughs> Yo, what's wrong with y'all, man? <laughs> yo, you know we live, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the thing. They be thinking like, yo, nah, we just like to have fun. We like to have fun while we learn. We like to have fun while we learn. <laughs> it's all good. All right, let, let's take a question. Let's take a question. Uh, EYL University, if y'all got questions, just raise your hands. And uh, you know how this works. We're going to keep the same type of guidelines. If you got a question, we're going to call you. Unmute yourself. Let's keep it appropriate. Let's keep Shout it Shout out on. to everybody in the YouTube comments laughing their ass off. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to get y'all when y'all DM me. How about that? <laughs> so, so, Barry, you've been unmuted. Unmute yourself. 
Yo, this I, light got me sweating. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to sneeze on the boy. Yo, Toots, put the AC on, man. Oh. Yo, this, yo, my, my, yo, the office is right there. The studio right now is crazy hot, man. This light is crazy. You high is red in the background. <laughs> look like you look like you're in hell right now. You like a demon. <laughs> got the devil red. Dark is hot. Stasia likes the blue, bro. <laughs> nah, I like the red today. Like a Halloween like situation going on. Just need some horns. You know what it really looked like? Like you in like Super Mario Brothers or something right now. <laughs> Furnace. Furnace red. So now I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Y'all good. Y'all good. First of all, I rebuke that there's no touch of COVID on you. <laughs> so we're all good there. I rebuke that too. <laughs> Um, so it's, it's Samara. Um, but my question is in terms of doing a refinance, obviously, you know, rates are low. A lot of people are getting into that. And, um, in terms of both like the blueprint and how much you cover there and just generally speaking, going into a refi, what are some things that you should kind of know and expect? I know getting a, a lower interest rate is usually top of mind there. Um, I went through one previously and I ended up having to pay some money out of pocket because I ended up getting, we've talked about this before, my, my house got appraised for lower than, you know, what it was actually um, not worth, but, you know, I, it came in at a lower appraisal, so I didn't hit the threshold for, the loan amount at a certain percentage. So what are some things to kind of keep in mind when you're doing a refi? <clears throat> First, determine what your goals are, right? Um, I think most people, they just say, yeah, I want to refinance. I know rates are low, but they don't really have a plan. So you got to determine if you want to go back to the 30, is your goal just to really save money? Um, are you looking, at, if you have equity in the house, are you looking to pull some of that equity out? So that way you can, um, that way you can um, invest into other projects. Um, understanding the comps of your neighborhood, I think, is very important. You know, take a look at your neighborhood of homes that are similar to you. I mean, we discussed the appraisal process thoroughly in the blueprint. Um, I actually had a licensed appraiser um, talk about that part where you got to really thoroughly look at the comps because there's a lot of home sales right now. And if you are um, a homeowner and you purchased your house a couple years ago, it's a good possibility you have a good chunk of equity in your house right now. So I would definitely advise probably taking advantage of that and using that to, you know, start your investing career if that's something you want to do. But ultimately, everybody has a different goal when it comes to refinancing. So it's really depending on what that person wants and needs are at that moment. Some people just refinance just for the hell of it. Um, just to say they refinancing, but I think you sh you got to be mindful of the closing costs and and things of that nature too. So if you're going to refinance, you got to make sure you you do um, some damage with the refi, meaning take cash out, lower your term, you know things of that nature. Just don't look to save money. Look for other things. You know maybe you need to do some um, home improvement on your house to to get the value up. You know take advantage of the low rates by taking equity out at the same time too. All right, that makes sense. So, so the the cl closing costs that you mentioned is a part of that as well, or are there are other costs because that that's what threw me off. Yeah, there's always going to be closing costs, right? Anytime you do a transaction, there's always always closing costs. Now, closing costs on a refinance, if you have the equity, is rolled into the loan. Typically, the only out of pocket expense is the cost of the appraisal, 
mm-hmm. you're doing a refinance. But closing costs, depending on where you located and your loan amount, can be anywhere from three to five percent, just depending on location of the property. Got it. All right. Thank you. Thank no you. Problem. Thank you. That's this YouTube question. Yeah. Um, shout, shout out to um, all the super chats on YouTube. Vince, shout out to um, ER, shout out to uh, Philly, I believe, and shout out to B Marie. Uh, $100 super chat. Appreciate you. She said, can you speak for sale by court appointed receiver? All right, guys. So a lot of people ask us, how do they make a podcast? So I'm going to let you know on a secret on the easiest, most productive way to start a podcast and get it up and running. And that is the app called Anchor. It's free. They have all kind of cool creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They will distribute your podcast for you to all of the major outlets, including Spotify, Apple, Google and many more. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one simple, easy place. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's do it. What's up, y'all? It's the fourth quarter. It's a new month. And what better way to start it than to come and join us at EYL University? Yes, the fourth quarter is where star players make a name for themselves. So come and join the number one roster. EYL University is the biggest platform for business in the universe. We have over 70 past classes, weekly classes. We have a private investment group on Facebook, which gives you access to our movie club, our book club. We also have bi-weekly real estate calls with MG, the mortgage guy, and monthly financial advising calls with none other than yours truly. (laughs) So head over to EYLUniversity.com right now and enter promo code EYL for 40% off of our annual membership. That's right. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over. We'll see you on the other side. Let's do it. Can I speak? But I said, what do you want to know? What's the question? Hmm. What's the question? <laughs> yeah, because that can go a million different ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Matt. While, while she comes back with that question, um, and I'm glad she brought that up, the type of fees. Can you talk about the adjustment fees that come with the closing? Because that's something that people will be surprised by um, that will add added costs that they weren't expecting. Can you talk about some of the adjustment fees? In terms of like um, taxes and things of that that nature? Maybe uh, there was something in the appraisal that they said that you had to add on, um, oil, things like that. Well, that's a, if when you're purchasing, right? So when you per- when you purchase in a home, you get you get uh, initial closing disclosure or CD. Now, depending on, again, where the property is located, like in New York, I'm just going to speak for New York um, as an example on this. So in New York, when you get a CD, that's not really the final number that you want to bring to closing, right? At the closing table, there's always some sort of adjustments. Sometimes the seller will pay have paid taxes for the year. Let's say if they got an oil tank, sometimes they'll pay oil in full for a year. You got to reimburse them. Um, at the closing, you always have to, um, you got to pay for your attorney. If you're in an attorney state, that's not a part of the closing disclosures. Um, the title, the title rep, right? The title, the notary. 
that person usually is custom and common to give them a tip. It can be anywhere from 200 to 400 bucks to give them a tip because that's the person who's responsible for recording the deed with the county and everything like that. So you definitely want to tip them as well. So those are things that get adjusted at the table that you won't find out until really like the day of. Um, but on a refinance, it's pretty cut and dry. You know, the one thing I would tell you is be mindful, especially if you have your taxes and insurance escrow, right? Because there's two different, and I'm glad you're talking about costs, right? There's costs and then there's escrow. These are two separate things. So your close, whether it's a refinance or a purchase, it will always include both of those numbers. And people get confused because they don't understand what's the cost and what the actual escrow is. You know what I'm saying? The escrow is not a fee. That's to manage your taxes and insurance. And when you close in on a loan, if taxes are due within 60 days, the lender will require those taxes to be picked up and paid at closing. Plus, they'll set up an escrow account of three to six months to manage that property taxes and insurance as well. Now, depending on where you're located, like if you're in New York, Westchester, Long Island, if your tax is 10, 15,000, that could be a huge chunk of money at the closing table um, extra, you know what I'm saying, that you, you will have to bring to the table. So just be mindful of your property taxes, um, understand this stuff because it comes up all the time and people are like, oh, I didn't know I had to pay that. And it's like, you have property taxes. <laughs> it has to be paid. You know what I'm saying? So that's why it's very important for people to understand closing costs and understand how to read their loan estimates and their closing disclosures and, and know exactly what they're getting into. Because it's not just about the down payment. You know, when you see online, people are always advertising or talking, you need 3% or 3.5 or as little as this money. But people don't talk about the closing costs and the breakdown of it. And that's what I cover, you know, in detail in the blueprint. Yeah, man, I, I, I got caught with that adjustment fee. I actually had a, a school tax. Bill. My Instagram name is MG the Mortgage Guy. I got a school tax bill that was that was sent to me, and I was like, "Oh, okay." I thought that was taken care of, but obviously it wasn't. So appreciate that breakdown. Yeah, uh, and oh, I'm, hold on. I'm glad you said that. That's another good tip, okay. right? For future homeowners and for current homeowners, just because the bank is managing your taxes and insurance. Do not ignore the mail that comes to you from the county or from the insurance company because taxes and insurance will always go up. And if you have that included into your mortgage payment, then every year your mortgage payment will go up too. Your principal and interest is fixed because you got a fixed rate, but that escrow is what's going to fluctuate. So it's very important you pay attention to those, those letters because if the escrow goes up, the bank doesn't care. They're going to pay that bill because taxes are first lien on your property. If your taxes are not paid, then the county can foreclose on you. So the bank is always going to pay those taxes. But what you have to do is make sure that the city or the county, wherever you live, is not overcharging you. So you have to pay attention to this and try to grieve your taxes if you think they're um, overtaxing you. Even with your homeowner's insurance, the first year your homeowner's or two years, your homeowner's insurance might be cheap, but then out of the blue, it may skyrocket another $500 to $1,000. You're not married to that homeowner's insurance company. So if you see their price go up and you call them, if they don't renegotiate it, go find a new company. It's your choice on who you know you have homeowner's insurance with, not the bank. Okay. Got it. Let's just, uh, so she actually responded. She said, uh, thank you again for another super chat. She said, looking at purchase, looking at purchase, I guess, looking at purchasing the purchase of 31 properties by court appointed receiver financing, can it be done without hard money? Question mark. Cost per property or bulk? Question mark. 
that's <clears throat> you're going to have to get some sort of hard money blanket financing. That's all. If you're trying to buy 31 properties at one time and do a portfolio deal, that's not conventional financing at all. That's all private financing. Hard money. Hard money, asset base, you know, blanket loans, you know, things of that nature. That's the that's the type of financing that she should try to seek to, to get that portfolio done. Yeah, makes sense. You need a lender who's going to specialize in, you know, doing blankets, to be honest with you. YouTube, if you can hit the like button, we greatly appreciate it. 1300 on a check-in. We're going to go to a question. Because a couple people have asked, where can they get? So, yeah, if you just join us. So, Matt, as I said, this is a follow-up from his episode, but it's also a follow-up from when he dropped his uh, his encyclopedia. I call it encyclopedia. He calls it a blueprint. But what it is, is it's a, uh, I think it's like 110 videos. Um, and it's a whole course of a home buying course. And as I told him, I'm like, this is crazy because I never got educated on buying a home. And I think I come from, you know, uh, educated family and I never got educated on buying a home. So it's crazy to have this much information. And I told him too, like we put a YouTube video on, on, on YouTube once a day. So to put over 110 videos, the li it literally would take us two years to upload that much content. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's really almost impossible to put all that content like staggered. So to put it together, it's just a gym. And what he did was he, he dropped on the, on the podcast. He did 50% for the first 500 people. That was last week. I spoke to him before we started to see where he was at. 78 slots left. So there's, mm. there's 78 slots left. After that, the price, obviously, the 50% goes away. Um, but, I mean, I actually went through it. I went through it myself, and I was just amazed by it. So, um, yeah, if you're interested, I'm going to put the link in, the, uh, in here. It's in the description as well. But, yeah, I think he said it was 78 slots. That's at the beginning of this video, 78 slots left uh, for the 50% off discount. But I, I just personally have never seen anything like it before on the marketplace. So shout out to you, and uh, shout out to your whole, your whole team for putting that together. Because, like I said, I mean, if you really think about it in the grand scheme of things, if you look at a college textbook, a college textbook usually costs like $100, $80 just for one textbook. That was, that was, that was 20 years ago. Yeah, you only use for one semester. So to have something that you can use for your entire life for a couple hundred dollars, it's, it's unheard of. So, um, but, but also think about a book, right? When new information comes out, they don't update the book. You know what I'm saying? It's old information. So with the Blueprint Volume 1, over the next year, as new information comes out, I'm going to be up, updating the blueprint with these updates, so yeah. that way, folks. Yeah, that's dope. You, you switched it up on me, man. I was like, wait, he got a different polo on. It's a new video. <laughs> I seen you updating already, huh? I said I seen you updating already. You switched the polo shirt on us. Oh yeah, yeah. I got a couple updates that went on there. I, I switched mad polos in there. Tooks hate, <laughs> hates the fact that I did that. Like Tooks is a perfectionist, right? He like, yo, keep the same shirt on. I'm like, I'm tired of wearing the shirt. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, yo. Week one, we was filming some stuff crazy. today, man. I'm going to update it next week um, with a bunch of refinance stuff. Um, homeowners insurance, I'm going to update it with. And there's a couple new guidelines that that, that um, happened, so I'm going to update that in November. So I'm just going to keep updating in a couple couple videos every single month. Um, people who are um, actually taking the course right now, they're leaving comments left and right. I'm, I'm in there answering questions. I'm getting on the phone with people, helping them understand particular sections. So it's not like, look, this is just not like one-time course, you don't hear from me ever again. Um, there's a time limit on the videos. No, it's none of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, once you have it, you can watch it. It's self-paced. Watch it, you know, all binge watch it for 12, 13 hours in a row or take your time with it because you don't never have to worry about any time constraints. And like I said, I'm going to keep updating it too 
as we go on in 2021, because I know next year there's going to be so many updates that's going to impact that first time home buyer that they're going to need to know this information. So I, I felt like I'll be doing this service by not updating it with this new information. All right, let's go. Let's, let's, go. Go. let's, get, let's get some questions. Stuart, we're coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. What's up? Hey, yo, what's good, guys? Uh, thank you guys for everything. Uh, MG, it's my first time tuning in to one of your you know, programs and stuff, so this is dope to hear. Um, what's going on, brother? I'm all good. I'm all good. So I'm an international. I'm an um, immigrant, but, you know, been in the U.S. for a minute. So I'm, you know, I'm building credit, <laughs> making my investment moves, trying to prep to go into this um, home buyer space. And I saw a Business Week article, I think, today saying um, the New York had its highest rate of move-ins during the pandemic when everyone assumed it would be the opposite. And so, I'm, you know, I'm thinking about this whole investment strategy of, you know, holding, buy low, sell high. Do you see major changes happening by like next fall where, you know, the, the housing market will sort of level out again, where I could think about buying a place when I move to New York instead of, you know, wasting money on rent and stuff like that? Or, you know, what kind of moves can I be making now to prepare for something next year? It's so hard, man, to answer that question because it's really hard to predict the future, especially when it comes mm -hmm. to housing and where the market is going to be. I think a lot you know, what have to happen. We have to see what they're going to do with the foreclosure um, and these forbearance agreements, you know, the evictions. We have to see, you know, how that's going to play out over the next couple months. We have to see how COVID's going to play out, you know what I'm saying, over the couple next couple months to really determine, you know, what home price is going to go up or down. Me personally, I don't think home prices are going to depreciate next year. I mean, even, you know, NAR saying the same thing. All the economists are saying the same thing going into 2021. They don't really see it slowing down, especially for new purchases because rates are so low and there's so many buyers out there. Inventory is is at an all-time low right now. Home Homes are going above asking. So like even in New York City, I don't really see those homes depreciating like that. Um, what I do see is by the end of next year, interest rates are possibly going to be back in the mid threes, maybe high threes. I personally think so. So that's why I'm I'm very vocal on telling folks, if you're looking to purchase real estate, take advantage now while, while the rates are right here and you can, and if, if you can afford it. So it's real hard to determine a situation like next year what's really going to happen. I just keep paying attention to the market. And if you see a right opportunity, jump on it. Don't hesitate because that opportunity won't be there for long. And Stuart, if you if you are uh, you obviously at EYL University, we did a we did a class on NACA, on the NACA program. Um, that's in EYLU. Matt actually facilitated that, and uh, Matt, I believe that's something where it's like it's, it's no it's no down payment, right? Yeah, well, NACA is no down payment. Um, no down payment. You could do a hundred percent financing with with a NACA loan. Um, okay. No closing costs. No PMI. Um, the real big thing with NACA is, you know, they encourage you to buy down the rate. You know, it's a good program. You know, NACA is not a bad program. You know, people always ask me all the time, what's my thoughts on it? And I tell everybody the same thing. Every loan is a tool. You just got to use whatever tool that's available to you. I don't care if it's NACA, FHA, VA, who cares, right? Whatever's going to get the job done, get the job done. NACA is a resource for that first-time home buyer. You have to go through NACA's process. Like you can't come to me or any regular loan officer to get a NACA loan. You got to go through directly through them and go through their home buying process. But if you can get approved for a NACA loan and you can find a good property, I will advise do multifamily with it because it's 100% financing. Go for it. 
Appreciate it. Thank you guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Check that out. It's on our website. It's on EYUniversity.com. It's, uh, it's, it's like an hour presentation about the whole NACA program. So I just thought about that, but that's just, you know, creative uh, finance. And if, if obviously, you know, paying for a damn payment for a home might be <laughs> for a lot of people, especially in the New York area. So, you know, FHA, we spoke about that before, NACA, things of that nature where it kind of takes the burden off having a tremendous amount of money up front. There's pros and cons with everything, but, you know. Oh, and the, the con, just for full disclosure, it's going to take some time, right? Don't, don't expect to go through a NACA program in a month. You know, expect to to go through a ride. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just it is it is. And if you want to take advantage of that, sometimes you've got to be patient and go through that process. But it can take a long time. But at the end of it, it's very it's worth it. I know a lot of homeowners who went through the NACA pro- pro- process and they're they're extremely happy with with the results. So go for it if you qualify for it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know a few people that actually um got it and uh, it worked out for them. So it's like all things. It's not going to be perfect for every person. But um, it, <laughs> somebody said they heard knack is like going through a triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So, look, I look at it like um, knowledge is power. So the more you know, the more you'll be equipped. But if you let's say it works for three out of 10 or four out of 10 people, of course, seven, those seven, 70 percent of people might be disappointed. But the three people that had to put no money down and got into their home and never thought that they would own a home, that, that makes the world to them. So, yeah. you know, it's it's. um. We, we have to be careful with judging everything off of one person's experience or even our own experience. Like I might've ate Chinese food and it was terrible, but that might've just been that restaurant that I went to. Like, you know, there's a billion people in China. I can't necessarily say that every person that cooks Chinese food is a terrible chef. It might've just been my own personal experience for a variety of different reasons. I might just not like Chinese food. It doesn't mean Agreed. that somebody else doesn't like it. So, you know? Yeah. Man, I was going I'm glad you said all those statistics. I was actually actually watching CNBC. They had the CEO of Redfin, and he was saying exactly that that the inventory is low and the prices have gone up. It's actually the highest. The median uh, home cost in America is at its highest. It's three hundred and eleven thousand right now. So yeah, that- three three hundred eleven thousand. So year over year, last year that was I think like two seventy five, two seventy nine, somewhere around there, and now it's at three eleven. So we got to look at what's happened in twelve months. Right. Home prices are going up. You know, look at cities like Atlanta, where we just were like Atlanta five years ago was dirt cheap. Yeah. You know what the number one city was year over year? Which one? Bridgeport, Connecticut. Bridgeport, Connecticut. Shout out to Bridgeport. 117 percent increase. Year over year. Year over year. In Bridgeport? In Bridgeport, Connecticut. Shout out to everybody who purchased last year in Bridgeport. (laughs) (laughs) And if you purchased three years ago in Bridgeport, really big ups because you you making some money right now. And y'all people need to refinance and tap that equity because it's monopoly money. Monopoly money. Should have got an investment property in Bridgeport. Shout out to Bridgeport. That's a fact. Monique, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Hello. So I purchased a two-family home in July, I use FHA and I know they say like you should start out with like a four unit or a three unit, but um, I'm from Connecticut and a bunch of New York investors were coming here and purchasing all our property. So I settled for this two family um, and I was wondering if I would be able to use FHA again for a three three unit. Huh. <laughs> um. So you will have to refinance out of your FHA, um, go into a conventional loan, and then 
use FHA again. But the next property, remember, FHA is only for your primary residence. So if you're moving from a two-family to a three-family, what's the motivation behind it? And look, I want to tell this to everybody who's listening. Underwriters are not stupid. They understand that people house hack. They get it. Occupancy fraud is a big thing in the mortgage industry. Please understand, if you're trying to house hack and everything, make it make sense. Actually move in the property. Do it for a year. Do your year bid and then move on to something else. Um, follow the rules and yeah, you can you can do what you want, but you're going to have to make it make sense going from a two to a three. Um, if you can make it make sense uh, and, and you, you, you refinance out of your current FHA and put that into a conventional, absolutely, you can use FHA again for the next property as long as you're going to live it for a year and it's your primary residence. All right. Thank you. No problem. That's crazy that she called because we were just about talking about she So she just said like all the New York investors came to Connecticut. So that, that was right after our conversation about Bridgeport prices going up 180. You know what? We should have asked her how much, how much money she made so far. Let me, let me, I mean, Monique, you still there? Monique, what part of Connecticut you in? She unmuted? Yes. She got to unmute herself. Uh, when he went to the fridge, uh, she said, yeah, I already got my yeah. question. Going to the fridge. Nah, that was crazy, man. New York came and ruined it. Everybody. Matt, so... <laughs> rotten <laughs> apple. <laughs> so, so rotten. <laughs> we had, we had, uh, we were sitting down with 14-year-old uh, Spurgle billionaire, Trey Brown, and he was actually talking about the FHA loan. Can you tell us, uh, for the people who may be unaware, what the max amount you can get on for FHA loan? is? It caps out at a number, correct? It caps out depending on your county, right? So there's different um, loan limits for counties. So only thing you have to do is to find out what's your FHA, the maximum FHA loan limit for your county. Simple. Google it. FHA max loan limit 2020 and put your county name. And then you'll probably see um, HUD's website will come up and you can go there and you can punch in your county and it'll tell you exactly what's the max loan amount. Appreciate you. But like in New York, for example, one family, 765, a four family, 1.4 million. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Rich Carr, we coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Hey, what up, fellas? What's going on? What's going on, bro? Um, I had a question about the FHA as well. So I'm getting all my ducks in the order. I'm in Portland, Oregon, by the way. Prices is kind of crazy. So I'm thinking about moving uh, either to Georgia or to Nevada. So the price is very good in, in Nevada. I've been seeing in, in Las Vegas. And so so if I, if I'm, if I want to move there, do I have to do the whole, the, uh, you know, like that employment there? thing for two years? Like, you know how you, how you, you say you have to have a employment for two years? I got I got all my money. I got like I said, I got all my ducks in order. My credit is right. So now I want to move. Do I have to stay in Oregon in order to get the FHA? Or do I or can I move and get the FHA somewhere else? You can move as long where's your employment? Is your employment moving with you? Are you going to get a job in a new city? Is your current job working remote and you're able to move anywhere? What's your situation? No, I I'm self-employed. I mean, I could do it anywhere. Oh, yeah. You're self-employed then. So you can move anywhere. Yeah. So you'll be fine. Word, the, whole thing, the whole thing with FHA, bro, is primary residence. You can buy owner-occupied rental properties 
with FHA. As long as it's your owner occupies your primary residence, then you you can you can move anywhere, especially if you're self-employed. And even if you one of these folks who are W-2 and you're working from home right now, we just need to get proof from your employer stating that it's okay for you to move and work in X, Y, and Z city and work remotely, then you're fine. Gotcha. I know folks, I got folks right now moving out of state right now just because they get to work from home and they keep their New York money and they can take that money down south and, and get more bang for their buck because right. everything's remote. The kids are remote. Everything's remote. So you don't even have to take the kids out of your school. You know what I'm saying? Like they're still doing a remote um, and remote working and they just move into different cities right now. So take advantage. Okay. All right. We'll do. Thanks. No doubt, brother. Appreciate you, Rich. Uh, DeAndre Bell, we're coming to you. Unmute yourself. You've been unmuted. Hey, how you doing, guys? Um, damn, I didn't think I would be chosen. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, my question is, um, me and my fiance, we were going to get married this year, but because of COVID, it kind of got all screwed up. Um, she's one of those that she don't want to get a court wedding. She wants a, the whole big thing. But we planned on buying next year. Um, that's still the plan. But this time, I mean, we're not going to be married. So we wanted to know the process of buying a home. So uh, you said, wait a minute. You said that you're not married? We're not married. We have so, kids, but we're not married. So if you're not married, I would recommend dividing and conquering, right? See if you can get approved on your own. See if she can get approved on her own. And maybe you both buy multifamily. You know what I'm saying? And 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 do it that way. But if you need both income to qualify for one loan, then that kind of throws out my divide and conquer theory right there. But the home buying process, that's what the blueprint, the home buyer's blueprint is for, is to kind of give you a step-by-step booklet for you to get your game on track, not your wig pushed back, and understand the entire process from the very beginning to the end every aspect of the process from the loan programs to working with realtors, to working with the bankers, um, loan officers, appraisals, purchase contract. I mean, everything you need to know about the home buying process is discussed from A to Z in the home buyer's blueprint volume one. And if you, if you buy in a home out of wedlock, like if you just like, you know, just uh, a couple from just from my, my understanding, like they, they just counted like just two incomes, right? Like if just me and Troy wanted to buy a home, like they would just, you know, how does that work? Like is one person's credit score over how the other person's credit score? Or do we just go with one person and the other person is like the co-signer if one person's credit isn't as good or how does that work? So anybody who, doesn't matter if you're co-borrower or co-signer, right? Everybody's credit has to meet the minimum credit standards for the program. And then also, you know, you, you want to have income as well and documented income. So whoever's on a loan application, we need to vet them out. Now, whether you decide to be a co-borrower or co-signer is two different things. Um, but we're always going to lose the middle, um, the middle score when it comes, the middle of the three scores when it comes to credit qualifying. And if there's two borrowers or three borrowers, we're going to use the lower middle score of the two or three people to determine it, you know, interest rates in the program that they qualify for. But we're going to analyze everything, you know, analyze your incomes, Troy income, your credit, and make sure you, you the ability to, re, to repay is there. Okay. So two people definitely is, is more beneficial than one person. Yeah. I mean, I've had loan applications with six people on it. <laughs> you know, it just, ha- it just has to make sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. 
We got some earners in here. Shout out to every earner. If you are earner and you purchased the Home Buyers Blueprint course, just put a one in the chat right now. I want to hear from y'all. Shout yeah. out to all the earners, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see this. Oh, well, we got a lot. We got a lot. I'm going to come to one of them. Let's see. Let's see. Shout yeah. out to all of y'all, man. I see y'all, man. One of y'all get on here right now. We want to hear your opinion of the Home Buyers Blueprint. Like if somebody, if going back to the couple, because that's probably a big question. A lot of people want to buy homes with their, you know, fiance, their girlfriend, their boyfriend, whatever. Um, do you suggest that they should take like some kind of legal, like, I don't know what it would be, like a trust or something that kind of protect themselves? Like, what? Well, all right, I buy it with my girlfriend, but hypothetically speaking, and then uh, we break up. Like, then we're like both co-owners of the property. That probably happens a lot, right? Which happens all the time. And then people don't have, um, they're not vested. Their title and their deed is not vested properly. And that's another thing we cover in the Home Buyers Blueprint is vesting, right? People don't understand the difference between, you know, the different ways you can vest your title. You can give somebody a certain percentage of ownership of the property. Um, you know, so it's a lot of things you can do. If you're doing a cosigner, right? A cosigner technically doesn't own the property. They're just responsible for the debt with you. So, you know, it's different ways. If you're buying something with your, your girlfriend, you, you may not be 100% sure that this relationship might work out in the future. Maybe you don't add them on as a co-borrower. You do them on, you add them on as a non-occupant co-signer, right? So that way they're signing the mortgage note and they're saying that they are responsible for the debt along with you, but they don't have no ownership in your property. You know what I'm saying? So it's just all on how you structure your deal. And that's why the, the blueprint is designed this way. And we're discussing all this because people just don't understand the difference. And then you take it deeper when it comes to your title and how you invest in your title. If you do it as a co-borrower, you can structure your title in many different ways. Let's just say, you know, all three of us buy a home. We can be tenants in common or we can have certain percentages of ownership in the title. You know what I'm saying? So it's so many different ways you can protect yourself um, when it comes to home buying. And but people are not discussing. I don't hear nobody talking about vesting or title or, you know, any of these things online. It's just the, the everyday person just really doesn't understand it and they don't take the time to learn it. You know what I'm saying? So there's many ways you can protect yourself. You just need to have the, the, the information. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a gym. Because like I said, I mean, you know, you that see was that. a gym, actually. <laughs> you see that all the time as far as couples couples um they buy homes together whatever and then two years they, they break up and it's like if you marry then that's one thing you go through a divorce and then the judge is gonna you know dictate things and you have you know but if you're not married you know stop man. what do you do <laughs> sticky situation Elijah, what's going on bro you've been unmuted you've already unmuted yourself you said you you got the course right yeah, yeah. What's going on, gentlemen? I uh, just want to give a shout to all you guys. Recent earner. I've uh, been following you guys for a while. Matt, uh, you know, fellow New York native, man. So, you know, I definitely appreciate all you do. Shout um, out to you, Elijah. You got the you course, know. you said? Yeah, I jumped I jumped on the course. I've been on the, the webinars. I jumped on the course. Um, I already had the membership, and due to the course, I up, uh, upgraded and got the annual membership. You know, I just I just jumped all over it. So, yeah. So let's talk about the course real quick. How far along are you in the course? Um, I'm just doing the first couple of videos so far. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, just really uh, just going through, really just trying to immerse myself in everything EYL, uh, you know, just due to my current situation. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to come out of this COVID thing uh, 
in, in a much better situation. And, uh, you know, seeing this is the path, man. You, e, EYL is the path. You know, I'm trying to jump on this train. Facts. Appreciate that, brother. Appreciate that. You know, um, so my quick question was, so I was, I was starting the process, me and my wife looking, um, you know, to get a second home is, is kind of tricky because we already own a home, but, uh, my name is not on the mortgage. And so then, um, I took some money out of my 401k. I got like 25 on hand. I got a little over 50 more still in there. And I was about to start looking into the FHA process up here in Boston, but then I got laid off. So my question is, um, should I, to, to keep the income consistent, should I go back? Cause I was in retail, I was, I was in retail management. So should I go back and, um, get something just in retail to keep the income consistent. So when it comes time to really start the process, that income stream is consistent or can I just maneuver something with cash on hand? No, I would go back to work immediately. So that way you keep that consistency and keep that W2 flowing. And especially if you're trying to take advantage of low down payments and low interest rates, okay. you want to, you want to go back to work or get a new job in, in, if it's retail or wherever, you know what I'm saying? And and hopefully it's the same type of income you were making um, previously. So that way it's not a decline. But okay. I, I would definitely say I would advise get another job. Okay. And keep it consistent. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Elijah. Thank you, All man. Right, Let fellas. me know if you have any questions about the blueprint. Will do. Will do. Appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. All right. Yeah, absolutely. A couple more questions. Yeah. I see my guy. My guy's calling in. There you go. Peace, peace. What's good? What's good, man? Peace, peace, peace. Peace, peace. What's going down? What's up, killer? Ain't nothing. I see y'all was tearing Atlanta up, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Superstars. They superstars, bro. It's always working. It's only right, man. It's only right, man. I got the blueprint, too, man. I got the blueprint as well. So, so tell 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 the people what's your thoughts on a blueprint? Keep it a buck. Nah, I think I think it's 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 all the way official, man. Like with the in terms of the layout, the videos, uh, like you said, the people are participating in the comments, asking questions that you didn't necessarily cover, but you you know you 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 diving right in, responding. Um, the the, the quizzes, I think that's key because it really forces you to make sure you know what you actually. What you just went over, you know what I mean? Um, I'm, I'm right now. I'm just going through the FHA uh, regulations, so you know that's 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 a lot of videos right there. Yeah, um, but, I'm but add so, some more too. Nah, nah, nah. But so far, man, I think it's I think it's I think it's you know a one one of the best courses in terms of like the different courses people have online or whatever. I would say it's definitely one of the top ones I've seen. Wow, thank you. I appreciate that, bro. Oh. You, you got a question, question on this, bro? Uh, nah, nah, man. I just wanted to get on, show some love. You know, I know you said you wanted to earn it, you know, talk about the course, man. So, you know, I would suggest everybody go out there and get it. You know, I watch all of Matt's videos. So a lot of the stuff, you know, I see the information, but just the way that he's packaged it and organized it in a nice streamlined way. You know what I mean? He got the little app. You can have it on your phone. You got it all the time. Like rewind. Like it's, 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 it's definitely, definitely worth the money. 
You know what I mean? Get it now. You know what I mean? For before the price go up. I got it. I'm, I'm telling you, get it. I say get it for yourself. Get it for your kids, man. That's a fact, brother. Thank you, Arthur. I appreciate that, bro. Let's just throw your cash apps in there in the air on YouTube and on Zoom. We just going to give away. We do a little stimulus package. You are, you are, Wait, hold on. You about to give a stimulus package away right now? Yeah, random. This is just a random stimulus. Just, you know. What you giving away? Oh, we give away, we give away $100 to like five people or six people, $100 a piece, you know? So All right, fuck it. I'll match that. Uh, so $100,000. Say less. Say less. Let's match it. Say less. Let's do it. Let's do it. Just random. Just a random. Just a random. Yeah. What day is it? Thursday? You know, Thursday. you know what's crazy is when we was in Atlanta, we, we went to uh, Jeremy. Uh, what's, the, what's his last name? Uh, my man, man, my man Jeremy. Man. You can't disrespect uh, him. Shout out to him. He had us over his house. He got a beautiful, beautiful house out there in Atlanta. Like everybody got like the houses in Atlanta. is crazy. 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 It's like, what, what are we doing in New York? Yo, look, man, when I saw that house, I saw the pictures. I'm like, man, New York is just like so behind. That crib in New York would probably cost you $3 million, easy. Like $5 million. Yo, pretty much. You got to see the whole thing. The pictures didn't even do it justice. Jeremy Anderson. My man, Jeremy Anderson. Jeremy Anderson. His wife wife had a... um, Has a... Two room closet. It's crazy, man. Like it, it's it's crazy what he's doing. But yeah, bro. When they invited us, right? The invitation. I'm like, I looked at Shaggy. I'm like, yo, what restaurant is it? He's like, nah, it's the house. Yeah, they had, a, <laughs> they, had, they had a menu. They had a menu. Like this is this is lunch. Like salmon over macaroni. Like they had like, kale macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Well, he had the chef there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, had a, he had a personal chef. Personal the chef. dude had three backyards. He told me about putting a basketball court, tennis court in the back. And I'm looking at him like, damn. You then, know what? Then Neo Davis told him, he putting the elevator in his crib. Fourth story. Elevator in living room. Like Frank Lopez. Shout out to Neo, the genius Davis. Yo, Neo's a legend. Neo's a legend, <laughs> Neo's a legend man. Shout, shout out to Neo, man. Yes, that guy's special. So I say that to say. They just battling Chris. So shout out to Mr. Two Weeks Out. So Two Weeks Out, he built in his house. Shoot. And then Alex is getting the house. It's just crazy. So I say that to say, uh, you know, I realized, I always knew that, but I just realized even more. That was just a Tuesday afternoon. And uh, the, one of the, the great things about financial literacy and things that everybody that we, we teach about is uh, it allows you freedom. To me, freedom is even more important than money. And it's like when you're an entrepreneur, when you're an investor, and you can actually live off of income um, that you produce from, like, investments or just your business, you can, you can make whatever day you want it to be. So if it's Tuesday and you want it to be a Saturday, it's Saturday now. Correct. And if it's Sunday and you want it to be a Monday, and you want to work like it's my Sunday's Monday. You you literally you, you make whatever day you want it to be. Like if you want Monday to be Friday, Monday's Friday. And um, that's something that it just kind of hit me because they were just like, yo, it's Tuesday at 11 o'clock in the afternoon. And we just playing basketball with Spurgo. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? In the driveway. So... Nah, Spurgo, man. the young legend, man. Shout out to Spurgo. Shout out to Truth Jones, too. Two young legends, man. I saw that. You did, did a property for him. Shout out to him. We were supposed to link, man, but he, he'll get to know, like, sometimes scheduling, especially when I, the way we're moving right now. It's just like, you know, if I get a second, man, hopefully I can take a, a, a five-minute nap. But, you know, we're going to Yeah, I, I just helped him and his family secure a, a, an Atlanta mansion out there, too, man. So shout out to the young legends that's out here moving. That's why I love this ever right now, man, because you got 14-year-olds running circles around it, man. It's crazy. 
No, it's, 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 it's like, yo, this education, man, if you're not educating yourself right now, if you're not investing in yourself, if you're not on YouTube, listening to podcasts, like reading books, getting courses, it's like, this is happening in real time. This isn't a, it's not, it's not a facade. Like we see it. We see it from everybody that we know personally and just, you know, taking trips like that. And it's like, these people are just regular people. We're just regular people. Mm-hmm. Me, me and Troy's regular people. You, MG's a regular person. And it's like, there's nothing really different from us than um, anybody else except we just, we've acquired a little bit more education, not through school, but through self-education. Yeah. And it's just really helped us tremendously. We just got a truck. We're going we gonna to be talking about that, but uh, we, we got a truck. We got an 18-wheeler. We got our first 18-wheeler. Um, that we're going to put on the road, God willing, like within the next couple of weeks. And that's all through education. Shout out to Alex, man. Alex course is wonderful, man. I took his course. You know, that's what I tell people all the time. I I purchase courses, right? All the time. Like I purchased Alex course. I purchased Hood Estates. Matrix. They matrix. They matrix though. Dang. Chocolate screw. Now you're looking crazy. (laughs) They say it looks like it's dark and hell is hot. His time limit. His time limit was up. Damn. But um, Troy, can you get the uh the people on uh Zoom? We'll get a couple of names from people on Zoom. We're gonna yeah, give yeah. we're gonna give away. Gotcha, gotcha. We're gonna give away the cash out. Hopefully MG comes back. But if not, um we'll finish out the leg for him. So yeah, MG, his his uh his whole entire encyclopedia, I'm gonna call it of course encyclopedia, which over over 110 videos, he keeps adding to it. Um, like I said, at the beginning of this, it was 78 spots left. So if you're interested. It's in the um, description of this video. We also pinned it. It's on the link in his bio, and it's on our website as well, uh, earnyaleisure.com. Uh, and like I said, financial literacy is life or death these days. So, you know, stuff like the information. It's only a couple hundred dollars, too. That's the crazy thing about it. Like, you could have easily charged. I'm now. trying to tell you. That's a textbook, man. Yeah, I, I took yeah, physics yeah, that's in college, problem. and the textbook was two ninety five. You could have easily charged thousands of dollars for this. Like easy. Two, three thousand dollars for this. So, you know, a couple hundred dollars, that's like a no-brainer in my, in my opinion. But, um, yeah, hopefully you can come back. If not, we will end this, but make sure you cop the merch. Yeah. The merch. We're going to do a whole, epi- a whole episode about merch because we changed our operation, and I think that that's something that people can learn about. So we'll be giving you the game on how we changed our operation with merch and how we are doing it ourselves now. And um, we got a whole a whole operation going with merch, and we got a huge, huge episode coming out in next week, but we got a big episode out right now yeah. with uh, the homie Snoop. That's a big one, so make sure you check that out. Atlanta legend. Yeah, shout out to Market Monday. Shout out to UIL University. Everybody on the check-in. We just wanted to tell you this was an impromptu, an impromptu thing that we wanted to do with MG just to, you know, answer some questions if we could. It wasn't like a, a scheduled thing. This isn't part of UIL University, anything like that. This is just something that we just randomly did on a random Thursday. Um, Fresh just, off the flight, just flew back from Atlanta, and um, yeah. So yeah, MG, greetings and salutations to him <laughs> on his on his journey back. We'll, we'll close out for him real yeah. quick. Uh, Ernest, uh, Andrietta, uh, Sharita, and Elocat, um, you've been selected. So I'm just keep maybe you run down maybe one or two more names. But I'm just letting you know when y'all hear that boop, that's because I'm texting it right to shout out ads. This is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So shout out to y'all. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I got I got Tone Bag on YouTube. I got Mike Math on YouTube. I got Mug Massage Message on YouTube. Um and uh Nephew, Nephew 900. I like that name. I like that. Yeah, Nephew 900. We'll do Nephew 900. Monty 7572. And we'll do uh FGM3D. 
Oh, yeah. That's Ramona. She said we wasn't live. Were you about to see how live we really are? I just picked it. FGM3D. <laughs> so, yeah. We'll get these out tonight unless Cash App limits us to how much money we can we can send. Yo, isn't that crazy? Yeah. If not, then we'll do it tomorrow. We'll, we'll get everybody in. But, um, yeah, man. MG, I'm not sure what happened to him, but it was perfect timing because we was playing on ending it after that hour anyway. So, like I said, um, shout out to all the earners out there. Shout out to everybody on YouTube. Um, we got a bunch of stuff lined up. This yeah. was an impromptu uh, pop-up right. session. It's right, Thursday. And, uh, oh, he's back. He's back. Matt. He's back with no with no sound. You unmute yourself, bro. You've been unmuted. <laughs> You've been unmuted. So, like I said, um, shout out to all the earners out there. Shout out to everybody on YouTube. Uh, he the Matt. Yo, I'm back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cut the volume on your phone down. I did, bro. I did. Right. So, yeah, yeah, we were just closing this out, bro. We was closing this out. Uh, yeah, man. That's I happened. don't know what happened, y'all. The Matrix. Yeah, you, that's what happens when you have Devil Red in the back. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> the devil's a liar, son. It's bad energy, man. That's what's Hey, yo, uh, all earners, I'm going to see you this Sunday. It is the start of our new book. Money Masters of Game. So we're going to be doing section two. Wait, hold on. You gave away a cash app? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We get, I, I got a bunch. So I'll, I'll, I'll hit you too. All right. Send me five. All right. Bad, bad, bad. All yeah. Right. We'll see everybody on Sunday. That's right. On what then? Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Sunday. Friday, study all. I'll see you guys Sunday. Hey, Matt, and I just, I, I just told them the whole recap of the course, the encyclopedia. I don't even like calling it the course encyclopedia, but anything, any last words you want to say? Um... <clears throat> For everybody who's out there buying a home right now, make sure you you understand your purchase contract. Make sure you have the right expectations going into the mortgage process. Like I said um, earlier in this live, that the mortgage industry is set to have the second biggest year in the in U.S. history. You know what I'm saying? So understand term times might be delayed. Um, appraisals might be delayed right now. Underwriting might be delayed. So just make sure you have your expectations set properly. If you're out here buying um, property right now, it's not easy um, when it comes to getting loans right now. So just have your expectations. But in terms of the, the home buyer's blueprint, I don't think there's nothing comparable on the market to it, in all honesty. Um, the information, the time that it took to put all of that together, 100 plus videos. Um, anybody who's in this course right now, they're learning, they're retaining. I'm seeing as they're taking these, um, assessments they're passing it and just from the comments it's just a, even if you're in the comments of these sections it's like a whole nother lesson that's going on so i would highly advise um anybody who's watching this if you plan on buying a home within the next 12 months if you're a first-time home buyer if you're a new real estate agent if you're a new loan officer especially for the professionals those classes to get licensed don't teach you product it doesn't teach you the process it just teach you the law this blueprint is not just for the home buyers, for you as well to understand and learn the process. There's a lot of loan officers and realtors who's purchased this course already, and they, they got rave reviews upon it. So this will help you guys and help your product knowledge as well. Before you first time home buyers, even if you're a move up buyer or you haven't purchased a home in a while, you just want to have a better understanding of what to expect in today's market. Like this is information for today's market, you know, COVID-19. So, um, Take the course, learn it, retain it, be on the lookout for all the updates. And um, look, if you don't follow me already on Instagram, hit me, MG, MG the Mortgage Guy. 
And um, Ernest, there's a couple people that came in the comments and asked about the EYLU discount. I'm going to post the link for EYLU members in the Facebook group again. So that way you guys want to purchase, that way you can get the EYLU discount. If you're not an EYLU member and you buy the Home Buyers Blueprint, I highly recommend take advantage of the bundle that EYL is offering to join EYLU too. And um, that's all I really got for you guys, man. If you DM me on Instagram, you're having a conversation with the autoresponder, just please understand that right now. That is not me. <laughs> that's the autoresponder. Um, and I do check the DMs from time to time, but I'm not in DMs all day long. I would highly recommend if you have questions, turn on your post notifications. If you see me on Instagram live, jump on live. I'm always answering questions. It's like a home buying seminar every time I go on live. So, you know, if you don't want to get the course and you still want to learn from me, make sure you jump on my lives and go to my YouTube channel, MG The Mortgage Guy, and binge watch the playlist because at the end of this month, I'm archiving everything. Cool. All right, bro. We gotta get you some more merch too. Yeah, we gotta, yeah, yeah. We gotta get you some That's more merch. Things. We got, we got a. Uh, yeah, we didn't shout out to the albums. Yeah, shout out to the albums. I put. Shout it was, out. It, what's that? It's, it was written. Now we got Stillmatic. Stillmatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stillmatic and the criminal for sure. Queens get the money. Shout out to Queens. No, bro, anytime I hear you coming in, I'm, I'm putting some Queens up. Man. Gotta put Queens on. I need some of that pink merch. And where's my, where's my, um, my tenured varsity jacket, man? Yo, we, got, we got a bunch. We got, we got, we got a whole box. We got to send you a whole box of merch. Listen, got, listen. Tracks. I'm tenured now, bro. I need jackets. Varsity jackets on the way. I see a lot of people sending, sending Janet messages. She keeps hitting me about ideas. Look, man, I'm excited about it. I want to get it out there. Hopefully we get it out. I'm, I'm thinking... November, we're gonna release some stuff. We're yeah. gonna release some stuff. Some new brand new things. We're gonna send you we're gonna send you all the merch, man. Gonna... And I appreciate that, fellas. And I just checked the stats. It's like 65 left for the 50% discount. So okay. if you guys want to take advantage, take advantage now because once it's gone, I don't know what to tell you. I like the quizzes. I like the quizzes in there too. Like after each section, it reminds me of being in school. You get quizzed on it. So but Matt, man, um, thank you for your time. Appreciate you. And um, yeah, I sent you the cash app information too for all those people. So, all right, cool. I appreciate y'all, man. Shout out to all the earners and shout out to EYL Nation. Make sure y'all go check episode 104 and episode 12, the get the GOAT episode. Yo, yo, Joe, today, I promise you, we're in the airport. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this gentleman, he was in line. He looked back a few times. And he finally was just like, yo, Troy, that's what shot behind you? What y'all doing here? And obviously, I'm like, yeah, we're about to fly back to New York. He's like, yo, man, I'll be honest with you, man. I've been putting my wife on. I started listening to episode 12. I was like, interesting. Interesting episode. <laughs> I said, I said, yeah, we're going to be doing something with that guy tonight, man. He's like, yo, I'm going to check that out, man, for sure. Yep. Episode 12 <laughs> and episode 104. Yes, two-time champ, EYL podcast. The only two-time champ. Y'all don't forget that. <laughs> That's a fact. Coming back for a third one, too. You're the only one who's been in this in this in this studio. So shout out to you, man. That's a Always fact. love. That's a fact. Right. Nothing but love, my brothers. All right, so, bro. all right, y'all. Be safe. Be good to each other. Text somebody. Call somebody. You know. How Make we sure do. on YouTube, y'all hit that like button and share this with people, man. My graduates from my school, being Forbes, backdrop, backdrop, <laughs> <laughs> mic drop, backdrop, backdrop.
Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com slash build. That's Chime.com slash build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details.